0: Recently, I was talking with a leader of our community and they were describing what the perfect archetype of a Jewish leader would be. And tongue-in-cheek, they said they'd probably have to settle because they were out there looking for Moses to lead their organization and then we laughed. But that comment, it stuck with me. Because, yes, Moses has become our ideal archetype for a Jewish leader. But if you really take it apart, it's interesting that the Torah made him the leader among leaders. Because Moshe, Moses, he has disabilities. And he was deeply insecure about them. Moses, it says, had a speech impediment. And I mean, he also had anger issues. But as a leader, when he kneeled at the burning bush, in one of the most transcendent moments in the entire Torah, a moment where he is more filled with the light of God than in any other prior moment in his entire life. It's in that transcendent moment, the first thing that comes out of Moses' mouths is that he has disabilities, his speech impediment, that that will prevent him from leading. Of all moments for one's insecurity to arise, one would not think that it's when you're bathed in the light of the divine. But the depth of the influence of Moses' challenge is the very first thing that comes to his mind and out of his mouth. It's not what one would think. But that is exactly what happens to Moses. Moses thinks of his challenges. Moses thinks of his disability. And he's certain that what he can't do will prevent him from leading effectively. In Exodus chapter 4, verse 10, it says, But Moses said to the Lord, Please, O Lord, I've never been a man of words, either in times past or now that you have spoken to your servant. I'm slow of speech and slow of tongue. And the Lord said to him, Who gives man speech? Who makes him dumb or deaf, seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will be with you. But as you can see, at one of the most significant points, In the entire Torah it's not in spite of his challenges but rather it's because of his challenges that he is chosen. Without these challenges given to him by God he would not be the one to lead. God knows what Moses has been through and it's exactly because of this that he's chosen to lead. Now, it's one thing for a person to lead who does not know what makes them weak, and then you allow them to go and find it in the line of duty. But it is wholly different when it's the foundation of the way that Moses sees himself in the world. This is the challenge and a foundational idea in Judaism, that on one hand, every single individual is godlike and divine and perfect. If you come along and you say, that person is ugly, that person is dumb, that person is less than, since we are made in the image of God, according to Judaism, you are directly insulting the divine. And it's no ifs, no ands, and no buts. This, it's found all over Jewish tradition. According to the Rambam, in the Mishnah Torah, in chapter 10, verse 12, Maimonides writes that when one sees people with disfigured faces or limbs, it's then when they're supposed to recite the blessing, Blessed are you, Adonai, Lord our God, sovereign of the universe, who makes people different. The Rambam continues one who sees a person who is blind or lame or with a disability, one should say, Baruch Atah Blessed are you, Lord our God, sovereign of the universe, who makes people different. According to Martin Buber, the foundational idea of humanity, of humility in Judaism, is not to ever lessen oneself as we normally think about In America, that I'm humble, I go, "Ugh, I'm nothing. Not in Judaism. Rather, in Judaism, you say, I'm godlike, and. And that and, that's the most important part. I am godlike, and so is she. Since we're all made in the divine image. Jacob does not become the foundation of the Jewish people until he has a permanent limp and is known as Israel. Isaac is blind. And according to the Talmud in Sota 10a, Rabbi Yochanan states that Samson, the strongest man in the entire Bible, was born with a limp in both legs. And then, it was only when he was blind that his strength intensified, and he pulled down a building with his bare hands. Our challenge becomes that we often view the world and ourselves as less than because of that one thing that we can't do, that they can. But as we see through example after example in our tradition, if we embrace and enable the can over the can't, And we allow our other gifts to grow. If We think about Steph Curry. If Steph Curry had not been such a scrawny little kid when he entered the NBA, he would have never learned to shoot from distances that seemed ludicrous back then. If Albert Einstein had not had the learning and the speech challenges that he was born with, he never would have been able to see the world so radically different than anyone that had ever come before him in the history of the world. So why is Moses the greatest leader to ever lead the Jewish people? Is it that he facilitated the freeing of the people from Egypt? I mean, maybe. But honestly, there are other Jewish leaders that lead the Jews to freedom. Moses' greatest achievement is going to sinai and receiving the torah the foundation of ethics for our world the most revolutionary change in modern humanity the foundation of how our society works to this day but how did he do it now if you look at how he led us from egypt he did not do it alone he knew that he needed aaron to help him since he was limited in his speech. And then he learned that to be a leader is to know one's limitations and not see that as a weakness, but rather as an opportunity to empower a community. At the base of Sinai, it was his non-Jewish father-in-law, Yitro, who reminded him that he could not do all the work alone. He was limited as a human being, And what he needed to do was to delegate and to empower others around him to lead as well. And it's right then, and it's only then, that the greatest leader in all of Judaism included others with him, that he was able to finally receive the Torah. Now, if Moses had been a person who thought he could do it all, If he had been a person who was not so acutely aware of his own challenges, he never could have been able to lean into his God-given gifts. And we would not be here today. What this means for us, and by us, I mean all of us, I grew up with learning disabilities. By us, I mean those who are acutely aware of our limitations and those who are acutely aware of others limitations and maybe not their own is that it's our job it's all of our job to seize on the opportunity to alter our world by encouraging and making space and capitalizing on the gifts that each individual has because that is the jewish view now when a forest burns down our short-sighted view of that blackened destroyed landscape is destruction but it's that charred landscape and that charred ground that is the most fertile ground for new life which then punches through that blackness with shots of green sprouts just months later and within generations where those sprouts began all we see is a forest and we seem to forget how it all began. The differences that all of us have, the limitations that all of us feel, they can be the fertile ground where we can lean into others allowing their gifts to shine, and at the same time, allowing our gifts to shine as well. Baruch atah Adonai, blessed are you, Lord our God, sovereign of the universe, who makes people different. Amen.